0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Welcome to This Is Your Journey with Sam Edmund. For Tobin Brothers Funerals, visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, made possible by our friends at Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. Today, our Best of Summer series continues with our tribute to Collingwood great Billy Picken, who passed away in July last year, aged 66. Picken was loved by friends and foes alike, so who better to pay tribute than great mate and former teammate Craig Davis as well as one of his most famous on-field rivals, Carlton's Mark McClure. Look out! Here comes Billy. Would often proceed a leap that would become iconic. Tongue out, hair flowing. There was no shortage of black and white jumpers or duffel coats in the 70s and 80s with Pickens' number 25 on the back. The injustice was that he played in five grand finals for four losses and a draw. He was the club's best player in two and among the best in two others. But bustling Billy, as he was coined by Collingwood fans, and Wilbur, as he was referred to by some teammates, was much more than a cursed grand participant. He was a member of Collingwood's team of the century, a two-time Copeland Trophy winner and a member of the club's Hall of Fame. Picken was a Collingwood great who was revered and adored in equal measure by the black and white army. So today we pay tribute to a magnificent magpie of the skies, the late Billy Picken and two men who knew him better than most. His long-time rival on field but his good friend Offit, Mark McClure and his former teammate Craig Davis. Gentlemen, welcome to Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks very much. Craig, at times like this, when we lose someone so symbolic to a club and I guess so loved by a particular fan base, we can pigeonhole them into a loss just for Collingwood people. But this is a loss for, I suppose, for all people who follow the game because Billy played with flair and character, didn't he?
2: Oh, no doubt. And uh, there's no doubt you know, people paid extra to go watch uh, Collingwood play Carlton through that eighty, you know, 70s, 80s and 90s. And uh, there was no greater rivalry than... Uh, than Billy and Dan Sellers. Could, he was a character off the field and on, though, wasn't he? Could anyone control him, Craig? Uh, yes, Julie could. Uh, no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, I was lucky enough to uh, be at Collingwood. Marcus was born uh, and Nick very close, and they, were in, they shared the crates together. So we used to take the boys uh, to uh, training and, uh, and have them run around and have a kick with us. And, and Billy, on a Saturday in the aftermath, used to say... Uh, Hey, buffer, you're going to pick me up on the way to train in the morning. Get there early, I might be a bit dusty.
1: <laughs> Sellers, Tony Shaw said earlier this week that you and Billy had some of the greatest contests of all time. How do you reflect on your battles with him?
3: I uh, know I loved it. I loved him. You know, I, I, as a person, I thought he was one of the, the great humans of the world. And, uh, and, and, and he loved the contest and he loved actually bashing himself into the things. He was different. He was unusual. He'd call a game from start to finish. <laughs> uh, and here come Billy was a, one of those things. But as a couple came back too. I said, I'm glad that you got the ball because soon we'll get it back. Because he was, wasn't the greatest kick, Craig, as you well know. So much for the... Oh, so, there, yeah, go on, Craig. What about his
2: disposal there, skills? There is, there is a story. Look, and the best part about Mark and, and, and Billy's rivalry, they never punched the ball. They, oh, they just always went for the Marks. And I think uh, uh, Sellers won the game. He took 19 marks, and I think Billy took 15. Just phenomenal effort. Yes, look, he's, he's the worst kick that uh, I ever led to. I remember <laughs> once I was playing on Bruce Gill, which is one of the great centre-half backs, and uh, Tommy Avery said, you better pick a dually up, because it seems Billy picking him out every kick. So <laughs> the way he goes. But, but I was lucky. I, look, I was there when Billy played his first game, and, uh, and, uh, and I was there, and I played when, uh, when Mark played his first game. So I was lucky. It took Billy one game to kick a goal. It took Sellers 21 games. So, Billy's got bragging rights there. Well, he must have played up forward that game, did he? He did. He kicked three that day at uh, Victoria Park when Big Nick uh, broke Teddy Teddy Witton's record.
1: So, Sellers, is that fair Look out, here comes Billy. Mm-hmm. Now, he would announce oh. that. I mean, he had a habit of sitting on people's heads, but at least he gave you fair warning. Oh.
2: Well, it was a well, bit well, of a... Well, we used to... We... Yeah, go on. You talk, Mark.
3: I know. It's okay, Craig. Where you go.
2: Yeah, look, we, we, I mean, Mark might got it. I mean, I did a bit of history, and look, Carlton Collingwood have, could have played 24 times in Mark's career, and he played on Billy 21 times, and so they had a great rivalry. But we trained with him all the time, and he did that training. Here comes Billy, <laughs> and all of us are just duck because he just floats through the air. And look, for, it, people forget he was only six foot one, 185 centimeters. Mm-hmm. He played tall, play, and walked tall, and took some phenomenal marks. So, <laughs> uh, and uh, and I think one game he got 13-3 kicks because he always put his head where it shouldn't go. And uh, blokes tried to knock it off, but he, he kept getting up. He was he was a tough bugger.
1: Famous photo in the '79 grand mm. final, sellers where yeah. he sat on your on your shoulders.
4: He's gone for the long kick, looking for McLeod. Pick him! Oh, what a mark! The mark of the grand final. Look at that! What did you think, Lou? Magnificent mark, a mark. Uh, the ball slipped, You thought it was a dry day. The
3: a bit hard for me to see at that po- point <laughs> of time. It was uh, I had my head facing to the dirt, and uh, he was on top of me. Uh, yeah, it's, to me, he was uh, an incredible player, and and it's a great loss not just to, to Collingwood, yeah. but to every footy every footy club in Australia because he was a uh, an icon in that area of marking the ball and doing things like that. Uh, it's it, uh, yeah. I've had a meeting. I talked to him a few times, and I was surprised. You know, I, I know when I found out that they never ever won. Premiership at mm. any time, and, and to me, he, yeah. he deserves that. He deserves more than that. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. me, it, look, but, it yeah. just didn't happen.
2: No, he played. Uh, he played uh, ten games for the Big V. Uh, played for Tassie and won the best player on the ground uh, for Tassie, called the Lefroy Medal uh, for the playing the VFA. Uh, but people forget. And back in our day, we played a night premiership. And they weren't easy. Uh, they were pretty hard on a Tuesday night. And we, Billy and I keep saying we played in two of those, and Billy won one, a 79 against Hawthorne. So he did win a night grand final. And he's not going to hang his hat on that. None of us do. But uh, I know one thing, and I know exactly what Billy felt like in uh, 2018 when Liam won the premiership, could Nick won one in 25. With the two proudest dads walking on this. Sure.
1: Yeah, we might touch on the grand final record mm-hmm. after the first break because a- how symbolic was it that, that Liam was the player of the final series for the dog? So clutch like father, clutch like son. There's, there's, just coming back to that roguish element in him, if you like, Craig, there's a quote in Michael Roberts' okay. book, A Century of the Best, from, from a, a teammate of his. Now, this teammate goes unnamed to the best of my knowledge, but he did okay. say he was a fantastic bloke and a great player but a raving lunatic. If you tried to tell him to pick up his man, he would just call out, I'm concussed. I don't know what I'm doing. And just keep going.
2: Yeah, As I said, I played against him twice and I played with him 97 times. So I know exactly what uh, they were saying. you a little story. Now, you know that, you know, uh, Sellers and I, uh, for 80 metres out, kicking into a bruise in the mud, we're going to have a shot. Well, this day at Victoria Park, I'm 35 metres out and everyone knows, 36,000 people, everyone knows I'm shooting. And Billy sneaks into a hole, 30, 20 metres out. Unbeknownst to everyone else, I'm going out to have dinner with him that night, Judy and Julie and I, and I thought, well, okay, I'll pass it to him. And I passed it to him, you know, and he's gone back, and I thought, well, he kicks a goal, we're going to have a great night out. He does a drop kick, the ball goes out of bounce on the full. Uh, I get dragged, and Tommy gives me the biggest mouthful of all time. About, you know, you're a full forward, you're supposed to kick the goal, not pass it to a guy who can't kick. And uh, that night, I said, "Billy, what were you doing doing a drop kick?" I said, "But imagine if I kick it! What a story it would have been!" <laughs> did you pass it to him because you wanted him to shout that night, or something? Well, no, well, no, or maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, it was, it was, I did tell the players I was never going to do it again, and I, and I agree, I didn't.
3: Yeah, let me tell you, he's a character, and and that's uh, that's what he was like. He was always uh, talking to you on the ground, and we're laughing and a giggle all the time about what was going around the place. But uh, what a great competitor! What an incredible competitor he was. And uh, every day we'd turn up to play against Collingwood. I loved it. I just absolutely loved every second being with him and on the ground. And and he was funny. And he was. Uh, there's no characters anymore, Craig. Do you, you notice that? Any yeah, characters that around box. the joint? At least you got the choice. At least you got to talk to
2: Billy because, you know, Victoria Park. You know, one end has got number twenty-five mm. versus number thirty-six. At mm. the other end, there's number nineteen on number eleven. Davis on dual. I think it must worth <laughs> not talking out of dual,
3: Well, he probably are. Well, hey,
2: I, I did get a I did get a hiding a lot. I must admit, <laughs> uh, you know. Now look, with Billy, I mean, I played at four clubs, and you know... I had uh, Bruce Dawes, the centre-back, Ross Denning, Billy Picken, and Dennis Carroll. And Billy rates equally with those four. He was just phenomenal. He just knew that he was going to have a, a, a fair dinkum go. And look, we were lucky. Our back line back then was Magro, McCormack, and Worthington, and Ireland, Picken, and, mm. and Ray Byrne. And it was a very solid line, and Billy uh, you know, was a flair, certainly, within that team. I love it, Craig. And so, was is a, the, the best is, thing. He
3: was a freewheeler, I could tell yeah. He could actually just do what he wanted to do. Yeah,
2: he was
1: ahead of his time, in many ways. Well, uh, the best part about your. You know, long history of one-on-one matchups. Another thing we don't see too often anymore. Sellers is that you often met when the stakes were at the absolute highest.
3: You know, a pair of grand finals, a couple of semi-finals as well. So this is this is
1: for the whole sheep
3: station. Mm. Oh, well, it was, and uh, there's a bit of tension with that. And there's a, and, and and I know how good a mark he was, and I know how good he was at playing in defence. Uh, but that means to me, if he's best on ground in defence, we're going okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The ball's down there a lot, and yeah. uh, and and those sort of things are are important. So it was my turn to actually try and take him to somewhere he didn't want to go. Take him to all those little spaces where he couldn't operate properly. So you had to be a little bit sacrificial? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the game. Sometimes mm. you've got to do things that you don't want to do. Uh, and, and people go, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, guess what? You don't play here anymore. Uh, that's what we. That's how we, we operated. And it was all about team and, and all those sorts of things. So to me, I, I you know, I love what he did and, and I... I Mate, I love being in his company. You know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in it, but Craig has, and I have, and lots of other people have, and it's just total fun the whole time. Absolutely brilliant. It was lovely. As
2: I said, that uh, Billy and Mark's battles or royals were, you know, 21 games, and uh, and Sellers right, Uh, Carlton won 13, and uh, and Colin won lost eight, and they played four four finals together. We won two semi-finals, but Carlton won two grand finals, and that's what I said that. Uh, um, Billy, I saw him in an interview the other day, he said, unfortunately, runner-up don't have reunions. Well, I just think Billy Pickin needs a reunion.
1: You're listening to a special edition of This Is Your Journey. It's thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. We're paying tribute to the late Billy Pickin with the help of two of his great friends, former teammate Craig Davis and longtime sparring partner Mark McClure. We'll be right back.
0: It's great to have your company on
1: a special edition of This Is Your Journey. It's made possible by Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. And we're reminiscing over the life of Billy Picken with the help of Carlton, great Mark McClure, and the three-times leading goal kicker and Picken's former teammate, Craig Davis. So, Craig, footy as we say is full of sliding doors moments. And we, we touched on it already. I mean, Billy played in five grand finals without success, and you played in four. How did Billy and you and the others deal with that repeated disappointment when it came to the last game of the year?
2: Oh, look, uh, I mean, in 79, uh, it was just one of those games. Whoever was in front when the siren went won the game. It um, was, was a classic game. Was, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you know, Harms, he's knocked the ball. Fantastic. I think it was in, so I'm not going to jump up and down. Knocked the ball. That was so We had 10 minutes to go, and we hammered, hammered and hammered uh, into the forward line. And, you know, Macomble, Jezza, you know, Curly off they just wave after wave we had many times look so hey, the old Vince Lombardi didn't lose you just run out of time uh, being in front at three quarter time in 79-81 uh, and losing uh, pff, yeah but there was other games we were behind when we beat Fitzroy coming from behind won by a point we probably shouldn't have even be in the grand final but you know we were a phenomenal side uh, won more finals and we lost we just lost big ones uh, so we uh, as you go on uh, you look at and say well I was runner up I was the second best team in the comp and we did it year out And I think Tom Hafey and and Billy and the team should take credit. And remember, they won the wooden spoon in 76. They do a drawn grand final, lost grand final, preliminary final, grand final, grand final, grand final. That is an unbelievable, unrealistic expectations of a football team so congratulations to the magpies he was
1: an immense finals player wasn't he though? i mean i'm not sure there's a better reputation to have than one in which you're known for thriving under pressure and and delivering when it really really counts
2: oh there's no doubt and I, and that's probably why you know probably disappointed for me in 83 when i was you know i was there uh, then i done i just on my knee in august 83 and billy you know a really good friend, is, you know, having a pay dispute. I mean, it was just... I mean, Thompson left as well. Uh, Peter Moore left. I mean, Colin would have had a reputation for, you know, not looking after their greats. They got rid of, you know, two Brownlow Mellison and a team of the century player. It mm. a, a, would have been a piddling amount. What 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 uh, was the specifics know, of that, uh, Craig, if, uh, if uh, I can't you ask? Defend the ride of the club, mate. Yeah, so, so the end of '83. I mean, he just won his second. No, no Copa. idea. Yeah, it was just. It was just. Uh, we, we were bewildered. We were absolutely bewildered. He uh, couldn't understand. But you now he went to the Swans and he came back. At war number fourteen up there, and he, which is the famous jumper, of course. And uh, they, they at least Swans realised what a legend they got because they gave him Bobby Skilton's jumper and Paul Kelly's jumper. What, a, what, a, what a tribute that was, and. And he came back and played that uh, you know, one year and when he uh, wore number two.
4: Collingwood through Mullane. He's played a ripper game today, Mullane. Pick and Teddy make it two from 20 metres out here. So Nicky has. Oh, what a shot. Two goals to build. And Collingwood fans
2: finding their Uh But, yeah, and then he w- went to Tassie. Uh, did a great job. He won the best and fairest of Clarence in 88 and played for Tassie and went to Gnorky and he was a development officer. I hope he's only teaching handball and not kicking. Uh, nah, but they used an 83 that Colinwood uh, had Billy because he came from out of Hamilton Way, or Hayward Juniors. And we played, Colinwood played St Kilda out there in the preseason. And Billy organized, virtually organized that. And you know, people came from you know Portland and all over, Warton and Bill, uh, all those people to watch uh, You know a great Billy pick and play, you know, the local hero come home. Boy, he done good. And did he do good. I can't... I can't talk more. I get very emotional when I talk about him. So sellers, Craig touched on it before the break.
1: In that, if you didn't mark it, he was going to mark it, and vice versa. He was ahead of his time, wasn't he, in many ways? Because this was this not an era where most defenders, especially key defenders, adopted a safety first mentality. Where was he? He often was the first point of attack for Collingwood.
3: Well, he was uh, he was a super mark, and he was a good judge of where the ball was in the air and all those sorts of things. And and he'd uh, and and he'd he'd try and get you out of out of position and push you out of position. And that was the caper. You got to if you uh, if you got strong enough to push them out of the position and sometimes he'd just fly over the back of you uh, because you'd like to take the front position I liked it anyway uh, and see what they can do so to me uh, I I loved what he used to do and I'd sit there I go oh yeah I've seen that blah 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 but it was the actual power of Collingwood in in that area was extraordinary you turn up at the ground and uh, and you know you walk down the race and they'd be throwing cans at you and, uh, and and beer over the fence and all that sort of stuff and then and then after the game got stabbed with a with an umbrella from an old lady so you can't do anything with an old lady you just got to cop it sweet move on and then go to your car and your wipers are t- torn off you know <laughs> and you say how good a day was that you know terrific stabbed with a brolly a bit rough <laughs> oh, yeah but uh, it's part hey. of life that's what happens
2: hey, hey don't worry. <laughs> Hey, I, hey, one day I was at Victoria Park and I missed a goal to win the game and I came off, I got clobbered and cut my eye and uh, and a bit of, you know, trick, you know small blood, you know, I thought, that that's great. You know, I'm upset enough that I lost the game. I got in the room and Tommy said, I should hit the other eye. So oh, thanks, Tom, appreciate that. But, uh, you know, look, Julie, you know, he had a fantastic uh, partner and, you know, mother of four and Marcus and Liam, having two sons play, you know, mm. AFL footy, you know, you know, Liam played 198 games and two internationals in a premiership. And Mark, you know, him and Nick, you know, they, they were just kicking the footy at two years of age at Victoria Park. And we remember Julie's brother, Brian Brown, you know, Jonathan's dad. So, you know, I'm quite sure Billy was kicking with Jonathan. Obviously he didn't take any tips off him, but what a ferocious player Jonathan was running in the packs and, he, he, he said he would have, you know, I'm quite sure Billy would have been very proud of his nephew.
1: Our great bloodlines, aren't they? And obviously he played with a fearless attitude, Craig, out on the field. But was he the nervous type before the game? He, he, he
2: virtually uh, uh, vomited uh, before every game. And I'm talking about just not once, but it was just, you know, he just worked himself up. But once he got on the ground, uh, he was uh, he was in the zone. And look, he, you know, as I said, a very small player, played big, played hard. Uh, I, I look, Mark. I, I, I never saw him throw a punch. I saw him cop a lot, but uh, he uh, he just get up, get back, take a kick, shake it off, and, uh, and play. And uh, you know, uh, you think about. It, I got there in '79 from North Melbourne. We played 26 games together in the first year. We played 25 games together in the second year. We played 23 games together in the third year, and there were three grand finals. You know, and we won the '72, '79 grand final, and lost the '80 night final in. Uh, you know, the umpire couldn't hear the you know, Kerry Good kick that goal after siren. So you know, we we don't uh, downplay uh, night grand final because they weren't easy to win, but you know they don't, they don't really count big time. But uh, that's where we're at. Uh, as I said, and I and I and I always used to love watching you know, Mark and, and Sellers play. But you know I, I went down and then Sellers was 18 when he came to Carlton. I was 19 and I'm a big black panel then And his first game was down at Geelong. I don't really sure he's, he's got probably no, better memory, memory. I don't. Princess we went Park. on the
3: bus. Hang on. No, we went no. in the back
2: van, and on Sunday we went down to Torquay. You got it wrong. Was it Princess Park? Princess Park. I got reported. Okay, you know more than I do. I, yeah, I do. Was <laughs> it was Princess Park. Was it? <laughs> it was Princess Park. We played Geelong. You, 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 I got reported. You got first reported in your first game. That's right. I did. Yeah. Oh, hey, and and, how, and uh, where was it? We recruited him as a forward
3: and took 21 games for him to kick a goal. Well, I played Jeez, in the back line, lucky you idiot. you sent
2: back to the Bulldogs Trump
3: at Park. I, got played in the, I played in the back line, you <laughs> idiot. did you have a look? <laughs> <laughs> how do you kick goals hey, from hey, half back, How is it? I don't. Well, I don't look. <laughs> I, no, I know.
2: I, 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 I kicked four that day, so I must have been, you must have been passing the <laughs> ball to me. Thanks a lot.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't have been handballing. I know that. One thing I'd like to say is that Billy might have been, he's one of the great players I've ever seen, ever, ever played on. And I loved playing with him because of his, his manner and the way he handled himself. He did throw punches and I got a couple of myself. Uh, but I did re- reply as well. But that's okay. It's all part of the game. Uh, but he's a better bloke than being just a footballer, I can tell mm. you. He's a great man. Mark McClure, Craig Davis, great to chat to you
1: both today. And really appreciate, uh, just, appreciate your time at, I, at a difficult time as I, well.
3: Can
2: I say one thing about the two of them? They were a pleasure to play with and a treasure to know. And I want to let God know that Billy's coming. You're
1: with this is your journey. Well said, Craig. It's brought to you by Here Tobin to Brothers it. Funerals Celebrating Lives. You can visit them online at tobinbrothers.com.au. Billy Pickin. well, he sat down with Rex Hunt in 2016 for an episode of <laughs> This Is Your Footballing Life. We'll drop into that chat next. Hello. We hope you're enjoying this week's edition of This Is
0: Your Journey. Thanks to Tobin Brothers
1: Funerals, celebrating lives, and we're doing just that with the late Billy Picken, who caught up with Rex Hunt in 2016 for This Is Your Footballing Life.
4: Tell us a bit about the kids, and is there any pressure? Uh, was there any pressure on those young kids because their name happened to be Picken?
5: Um, I don't think so, because we we lived. Uh, well, we lived in uh, Tasmania for what uh, for two or three years, and uh, no, not really. Um. They just took it up. I've got another son, Sean, who who enjoys his footy but uh, doesn't take it very seriously. But um, the other two were... Um, well, Marcus was... Um, you know, like he played in Ballarat Rebels in the TAC Cup and uh, played for Brisbane and unfortunately hurt his knee, so that yeah. sort of curtailed him. But Louis uh, was always a determined type, but, uh, you know, it took him until he was 22 to get on a rookie list, so... Yeah, you know he, he's he's had a he had a um a pretty tough uh, start to it all, but he's just kept uh, plugging away, and um I think he, this is his eighth year of the Bulldogs. Just an he
4: inspiration.
5: Just, yeah, he
4: just loves His performance across the Nullarbor a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, in the upset against uh, uh, West Coast Eagles, was sensational. Now, if Liam was to go on and win a premiership with the Western Bulldogs, would that just fill some of the void? of the disappointment in four losing grand finals at collingwood
5: uh there's no doubt about that yeah no doubt it'd be uh, the the bulldogs at lamb and the bulldogs deserve uh deserve success and uh, they'll they'll give it their best shot the next few weeks
4: crayon space he drives it back towards the 50. pick him from behind pick him from behind what a mark the littlest man of the threesome he's got the ball about 55 meters out Look, we're looking at his dad there, Billy Pickett, that is a brilliant mark, just hovered in the air, as he was coming down, he's taken that. McLean, beautiful kick, gives McLean a chance, Pickett, oh Pickett,
6: Pickett, yes, Liam Pickett nails it, how big was that? Good kick, gives Pickett a chance, it's over,
7: it's all over, the drought. the damn wall is busted,
4: it's 62 long years. Take us back to the boy in the shorts at MacArthur with your old man, the local butcher, and you kicking a footy and playing cricket. Tell us a little bit about the little Billy Picken.
5: Uh, yeah, that was a, MacArthur was a great place to grow up. Uh, it was a soldier settlement type town. Um, there was lots of kids, and uh, our spare time was spent on the market square kicking, uh, playing kick-to-kick, kick, uh, swimming in the local uh, river, the Umarella, and having a- access to all sorts of uh, sporting facilities, um, it was a wonderful place to grow up. And uh, I learned uh, I learned how to play cricket and football uh, in that town. And uh, you know I've got a lot of fantastic memories of uh, of that place.
4: When did you become what you term say I can play this game a bit, and people started to take notice of you? Well, I.
5: We didn't have a lot of junior football. It was under seven at MacArthur, so you started at, at, at an age of about 10 or 11 and you hoped you were third emergency. Um, but uh, that's, how, that's how it started, and uh, we had some success. Um, and I wanted to be a, a league footballer. It was a dream of mine. Uh, I used to run around with number 10, uh, St Kilda jumper, number 10 when I was a small boy, Carl Dittridge, yes. and I wanted to be just like him.
4: What was the circumstances of the journey? Uh, now you've got to go draft and then you trade. Uh, before that, you know, if you're in a zone, w- w- was that MacArthur zone in Collingwood's area?
5: Yes, it was. Yep. Um, the famous Collingwood uh, legendary fullback Jack Regan picked me up, one, uh, saw me play and uh, wow. p- picked me up. And uh, I went to Melbourne High School and uh, when I was 17 and I think I started playing. Uh, AFL footy, uh, uh, about the fourth game was against Carlton when John Nicholls broke the uh, the game's record. I think yep. 322 games. That's and it. Yep. All my okay. life I wanted to play one game of VFL uh, <laughs> footy, and we lined up uh, outside the visitors' rooms at Victoria Park, and he ran out, <laughs> and I thought, what am I doing here?
4: You weren't that tall for a for a centre half back, you know. I th- I think you know, six foot one or two or something like that. But you went down to Collingwood first up as a seventeen year old loser a forward, didn't you?
5: Yes, I did. I played uh, that game against Carlton. I played on Jeff Southby, cool. which uh, was a hell of an honor. Uh, hell of an honor. And uh, <laughs> my first two kicks in league footy were goals. I can wow. remember that. So uh, yeah, but he was a fantastic player and just to play on. Just to see him in, in flesh and play on him was just brilliant.
4: A couple of goals against Southby. Hey, that's OK. But all of a sudden, you go to centre-half back, you become a household name, and you're in the team of the century as a half back. How did that transition happen? And tell us a little bit about the big names you played on week in, week out. Billy Picken, there was no respite.
5: No, there wasn't. And my first game uh, at centre-half back in my second year, I started... I'd, had a really good first year, and then the second year, I, was, you know, they, they were punching the ball away all the time. So I started to struggle a bit. And Ronnie Richards suggested that I uh, play centre halfback, and and my first game at centre back was at the MCG on Royce Hart. So oh
4: goodness, goodness!
5: There was some sleepless nights, I can tell you. Uh, yeah. Because uh, 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 I mean, people, I mean, you you seen him at his best, and yeah. I, I had the pleasure of that too, and.
4: I reckon you were one of the game's finest centre-half backs, and I can very rarely uh, remember you punching. But it was a different game back there, but you had the supreme confidence that if you had your eye on the ball, that the mark was just a lot better than a punch where you put it into a 50-50 situation. When you mark the ball, you control the ball. It was a special type of uh, uh, era in the VFL, particularly for the fans, because it was great to watch Billy.
5: Look, I grew up in an environment of kick-to-kick. Kick. Yeah. I can remember at training, we'd start off, we'd come out and do a lap and then uh, have kick-to-kick kick for 20 minutes. And as a small boy, you I know, was involved in a lot of kick-to-kick. Kick. And yeah, it was just exciting. It was just a, a, a thing had come through your body. I just want to go for this mark. And look, um, there was a lot of contested marking in those days.
4: Now, let's try and get this right, Billy. Is there something missing in your footy career... That so near, yet so far?
5: Um, well, obviously, you would have... I'm one of those... I, I read a lot of Bart Cummings' books, and yeah. you do look to the future, but, yeah, that was disappointing to play in four losing and one drawn grand final. Uh, yeah, you do have flashbacks. Could I have done this or done that? But you just move... You know, you move on in life, and, look, those uh, times... Under Tommy Hafey at Collingwood, they're great memories. Where you know they're terrific memories, and the the players that I played with, uh, I admire them, respect them, and when we run into each other, it's 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 really fantastic. I mean, uh, what's to be? You know, you you, you just got to move on in life, and um, yeah. um, you know, you, you give it your best shot. It didn't work out, so you just move on.
4: They say, folks, that uh, a, a footballer is remembered for the way that he performs in big games, number one, and then the extension of that is in finals. And our guest today, Billy Picken, won the award for Collingwood's best finals player four times. I know it doesn't make up for premierships, but when the big stage was there, Billy, you were ready to perform.
5: Probably a bit of luck, but... Uh, no yeah. luck, Billy. No luck. Cut that out. Uh, yeah, I used to build myself up for the final series. You'd do extra training, and, um, yeah, it was just exciting. Uh, finals time was exciting, and, um, you know, you were hoping for the the ultimate, but um, you just give it your best shot.
4: When Tommy went to to, uh, to Collingwood, he reminded us that he thought you were the most unfit group of players that he'd ever seen. And and is that highlighted by when Murray Wiedemann coached you to the Wooden Spoon in 76, the next year you played in two grand finals? Was that overstating the point of fitness? And and please explain.
5: Yeah, he was big on fitness, Tommy. Um, Look, uh, 76, we had heaps of injuries. We lost a lot of close games. Uh, I think uh, footballers out there will know that uh, when... Uh, when you're struggling everything goes wrong and that, that's what happened in 76 but he came to us in 77 Tommy and uh yeah you know uh he was he was super professional uh he we, we trained really hard and uh I think for a number of years we never lost two games in a row no so. Uh, you, you, you knew if you lost a game, the next week training was going to be pretty severe, so uh, you, you made sure you didn't. But no, he's just a wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, super, uh, 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 just a superstar. I mean, when he was... Uh, when he was passing away, I just um, I didn't go and see him, thinking, well, he'll just get over this. Uh, yeah, it's Tommy Healy, he lives to it's his
4: 50. He does. He can't hit him, can't kill him with a hammer, and it was just amazing. Uh, let's get to 1984. Um, you know, y- y- you were, you know, just not. I don't say not wanted. But things didn't go right at Victoria Park, and for a transfer fee of 155,000, you went to Sydney. You know, 80,000 would buy your good house in Melbourne back in '84. 155,000 was a humongous amount of money.
5: Yeah, well, it wasn't yeah, when you think about it. But um, yeah, I'd had, uh, I had yeah ten years at Collingwood, and my last year I won the best in Ferris, But I just wanted to change and. Uh, went to Sydney. They had young player Warwick Kapper was just starting and uh, David Reese jones I had the great Barry Round. Uh, but, um, you know, things just weren't right there, you know, as far as professionalism, as far as uh, facilities, all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah. have tra- trained on ordinary grounds. And it wasn't until Barassi got there that, um, that uh, you know, that, that, that he shook things up. I know Tommy and Edelston before that, um, you know, they really had a, uh, had, a, had a big bearing. But you can see now with the facilities they've got and, the, and obviously the culture, you can see why the Sydney Swans is so successful.
1: We're talking all things Billy Pickin on This Is Your Journey. Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, who can be found online at tobinbrothers.com.au. Rolodex Roulette was a hit with Bob and Andy on SEN Drive, and last year they called Billy Pickin. That chat is up next
0: Hello, it's been great
1: to have your company here on This Is Your Journey, thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Last year, Bob and Andy were reminiscing over footy's greatest aerialists. Who are you going to call? Billy Pickin of course.
7: We put the filter on it on for Rolodex. We can do this occasionally. Yeah. So we put the filter on it as we're celebrating um, former Marks of So we're celebrating that. We've done that a couple of times this week with uh, Alan Ezard and Brett Allison. Brett Allison. Yes. Um, so w- hopefully we don't get them again because We've already had them tell their story. So, righto, so spin it. There's about, I we think we've got about 16 or 17 numbers in the book of players that have taken mark of the year. Pickin'.
8: Oh, please. Jules is telling me
7: it's Billy Pickin'.
8: Oh, now we're talking.
7: There's no way we'll get Billy Pickin'. I've not heard Billy Pickin' yeah. uh, on the wireless for a long
8: time. No, he
7: doesn't. Give it a call, much-
8: we'll see here we go. I used to see him all yeah, the time.
7: He he Bulldogs
8: games used to come well, to ev- of course, yeah. and would come to every interstate trip. Two-time mark of the and year, would take good go. value on those. Two-time, two-time, one
7: or twice. Seventy-four and seventy-six. Huh. Hello, Hello c- Bill Pickett. Bill, it's um Andy Marr and Bob Murphy, mate, from um SEN. We're we're live on the wireless as we speak. We do a don't swear, no, Bill. No, don't swear. We we do a segment called um Rolodex Roulette where we just take a punt, ring someone up, and. So if they've got a couple of minutes for us, have you got a couple of minutes for us? Uh
6: yeah, got a couple of minutes. So you said that Murphy,
8: uh, from uh, Western Boulder. <laughs> yeah, Bob <laughs> Murphy, you know him well. Don't, yeah, don't don't hang up because yeah, of me, yeah, Billy.
6: Yeah.
8: Yep. How are Long you, mate? That? Are you good? Yeah, no, going
6: well. Thanks, wh- yeah. wh- where yeah. do we find you? you He'd been be on the farm. Him?
8: He'd be on the farm up in Hamilton, wouldn't you, Billy? Yeah,
6: correct. I'm on the farm. I'm about to feed three calves, so um,
8: yeah, yeah, I
6: just made the milk, so I hope it doesn't go cold by the time the end of the phone call. <laughs> I know, if you, if you need to bugger yeah.
7: off, just just tell us, you
8: know, you, yeah. you're done and you the need calves, to get back to the jobs The calves are more important than, than us. So
7: how long have you been, uh, you, well, you're never retired when you're on the farm, there's always work to do, but but have you, how long since you've been, last I heard you were general managing race courses, where was the last time you actually worked at one of those? It was a club up net, your neck of the woods? Yeah, yeah, I did
6: Hamilton and Dunkeld and uh, Penzerst. Yeah, did those clubs, so yeah, no, it was a great, I enjoyed horse racing, but we had a farm, so we've developed that, and uh, yeah, we're plodding away.
8: How many head of cattle you got up there, Billy?
6: Uh, Got a few, yeah, got a few, probably three or 400, I suppose, here around sure about. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, we've had a great season, so um, uh, it's rained today, so, yeah, no, it just
8: keeps rolling on. Oh, that's beautiful. We've oh. had a bit of rain ourselves down here, so it's nice to hear the farmers up there getting some. Billy, did you take mark of the year twice? Could that be right? Yeah, I did take mark of
6: the year twice. I think I took it in my first season, either my first or my second season, and I took another one a couple of years later against St Kilder. It, it
7: was in your first year, 74, and our record is that it was, Johnny, it was John Greening comeback game. Does that ring a bell?
6: Yes, it does. Yeah, we played at the MCG We uh, in front of about I don't know, 90 or 100,000 yeah. Johnny Green's comeback game.
8: So those two marks you took oh, for mate, the, the one mark of the year, are they the two best you ever took or were there others you thought could have uh, could have sort of taken over the top of those two?
6: Uh, well, I should follow your line, yeah. I took others. At one of <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Billy, the mark again. No, I'm, I'm in, yeah. only joking. Um, yeah, I'm only joking. Uh, they were probably two of the better ones, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at – actually looking at them through the window here. We've got them up the wall here, so <laughs> – so, uh, so I'm glad yeah, you have, because
7: yeah. that, that photo, the, the shot of you from behind, uh, to making taking that mark over Barry Breen in 76. I was a, I was a Carlton supporter, so I didn't really mm. like the black and white stripes much. But that is that mark of yours from '76, Billy. That that is one of the most classic um, images and moments uh, of my childhood, uh, growing up watching footy. And it was, many others. It I was assume. absolute perfection, and it was part of was it part of the opener for the big replay? Was it the last mark we used to see um, on the opener for the big replay or World of Sport or one of those shows? Oh,
6: I'm not sure. It's a long time ago, but you wouldn't believe it. I was just killed a St Kilda supporter as a kid, and um, Barry Breen probably was my hero, you know, and uh Carl Dickridge was another hero of mine, but he, he when he played at Melbourne he gave me a whack under the ear one so <laughs> I just, I, he
8: gave a few I, he gave a few whacks I, under the uh, ear.
6: I changed my uh mind a bit, Bob, but I used to get around the St Kilda jumper at home with number ten on it, which was
7: Carl Dickridge Oh, oh cool. there you go. No, we what? we caught up with him recently. Yeah. Too big Carl Billy's going okay. You shouldn't meet your heroes, should you? If <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Terrifying operator. What was still, what? A, still a fearsome man? What was the prize yeah. for
8: Mark of the Year back then, Billy? Because it, it's it's been a car over the years, so you might have been in line for a couple of cars. Say it once. Yeah, it wasn't I think so.
6: it was. Uh, it was. I think Petra. Uh, you got a hundred dollars or something, and uh, a couple of jugs of Petra uh, <laughs> orange juice. I think they 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 did it most times. No, so I, I, I missed out on the cars.
8: Billy, I was lucky enough to play with two of your boys, Liam and Marcus. And I, I would ask you, you know, how are they going, and do you miss going to the footy? But my more pointed question is, how much are you missing the interstate trips with the other parents of the of the Bulldogs players? Because you are holding court most <laughs> times, from what I could gather, and seem to re- yeah. really enjoying the festive side of being a parent of one of the one of the players.
6: Yeah, no, it was great. I mean. Um to see all those Bulldogs players um, come through and play their first game like Pelly, and, Pally and uh, Liberatore and Hunter and all those guys, uh, i still got some connection and the parents were fantastic. You know, we had a fantastic group of parents and, um, you know, it was just great to get away and... Um, be part of it um, yeah no really enjoyed it because it's such a small, a smaller club than Collingwood obviously so you actually knew everybody at the mm. Bulldogs and uh, it was completely different but no it was really enjoyed our time no it was fantastic and the 2016 Premiership well You know, dreams don't come true in AFL footy, but they're one that did, if you know what I mean.
7: Can I ask you, as a Carlton supporter, Billy, what what was it between you and Mark McClure? Before the opening bounce of every Carlton Collingwood game, uh, you two were whacking each other. (laughs) What what was going on between you two?
6: Well, it was in those days you played on the same bloke. You know, every time we played uh, Carlton, uh, I was playing on McClure. So you build up a bit of a a relationship, you know. Sometimes they're not good relationships. (laughs) Right. Off, off the field, we were, you know, yeah. I had a lot of respect for Mark. He was a, you know, he did a terrific job as captain of um, Carlton. He was played in the hardest position, you know, centre half forward. Uh, he worked really hard, and Carlton in those days were lucky because they had Robert Walls before him, and Walls was a, you know, gun player as well. And yeah. I mean, I was you know, I was lucky in my career. I played on blokes like Royce Hart. You know, they were just poetry foot. You know, like poetry in motion as a footballer, and. Um, yeah, I was just lucky to have, you know, I played on Banderha, played on Terry Danaher. I was so lucky to play on, you know, some of the great centre-half forwards of, of the probably the last 50 or 100 years.
8: And just – oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, Bob, it's, yeah. a, it's a clichéd question, Billy, but if you had to pick one, does, does Royce rise above the others? Uh, yes,
6: yes, yes, because he was a perfectionist. I went to Tasmania after I finished playing and I worked with uh, Royce and he was just a professional, um, you know, running on that Clarence Beach and he still looked a million dollars, you know what I mean, with a yeah. short haircut. He was just a great cut of them. And, he, you know, like, he, he was a bit of a genius and they're all different to us, if you know what
7: I mean. You know, like, mm. yeah. You're also a very good cricketer and you played for Collingwood uh, in the district... Is it true that you got um, suspended by the VCA at uh, first grade playing for Collingwood for striking an opponent during a game of cricket?
6: No, that's not true. But um, uh, no, 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 that's not All right. entirely true. Well, it's not, <laughs> it's entirely, not entirely, entirely true. Partially
8: true, or it's a frustrating game. Yeah,
6: yeah it is a frustrating game. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll leave it at that. And and I and I, and yeah. I, and I was a, I was a dogged. Uh, so um, there wasn't much flair in my cricket, but yeah, I, used to, I, could, I could stay in, that's about well, all. Well, you had too. plenty of
7: flair in your football career, there's no doubt about that. You're a magnificent player and one of the great key position defenders Collingwood's ever had, mate. Thanks for picking the phone up. Two-time best and fairest down there, that's, uh, that's a massive, there are a couple of massive feathers in your cap. Appreciate you having a chat to us, Billy. Uh, look after yourself and good luck on the farm.
6: Uh, thanks very much. Good to talk to you, Good yeah, right, up,
7: Billy. See you, mate. Good Billy Pickin joining us on Rolodex Roulette.
1: A Hollywood icon, a big occasion player, and a true character of the game. Billy Pickin will be sorely missed. What a leap, what an entertainer, and what a legacy. Look out, here comes Billy. Rest in peace. You've been listening to this is your journey for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. We'll catch you the next time we celebrate another great sporting journey.